Do you know how your cheese and ham sandwich affects the deforestation of the Amazon? Do you know how your new genes affect the pollution of the rivers in Bangladesh? Have you ever thought about becoming a vegan but didn't want to lose your friends? Or how to eat meat but still be a good person? To know the answer to this and many other questions about how to have a more sustainable lifestyle, stay with us now and get ready because this is One and a Half Vegan! vegan. Welcome to the show, guys. This is One and a Half Vegan. I am your half vegan boy, Donatas. And today, as always, in the studio, I have my friend Timmy, who is the full vegan. But today, we have a special guest named El. Yes, that's my name. And uh, El is a really good chef. I've met El in the Resur Restaurangen, Volkshock. And well, maybe you can start saying some words about what is Resur Restaurangen and what do you do there? Yes, so. Uh, Restaurangen is a local organization, maybe you could say, uh, that works uh, in different ways to reduce the food waste in Gothenburg. We do some uh, workshops, we do some uh, talks about th- these uh, subjects, but mostly we do cooking. So we do catering and we do uh, Folkschak, which is sort of a social restaurant uh, uh, concepts which take pl- takes place in uh, Mayuna every Monday. Why, well, this exactly. this Monday, uh, upcoming Monday, is actually the last one, uh, and then we go into hibernation, but the other way around. Yeah. So we hibernate during the summer, and then we wake up. So we work with we organize it with uh, Mayuna Samverkans Förening, which is a sort of a umbrella for a lot of different forces of good in Mayuna. Uh, and we work with uh, volunteers. So I am the paid person in the kitchen and I work to make sure that the volunteers uh, contribute as much as possible and learn as much as possible from the experience. Uh, and it's kind of a tall order, I guess. We make 80 portions 70 80 portions in three hours from from scratch uh, from uh, products that are not really predictable mm-hmm. so I go to a supermarket at uh, Stigbergstorget which we co- cooperate with and uh, take a look at what they have stocked up for us from the stuff that they uh, can't or won't uh, uh, put out for sale yeah, yeah. Uh, this is very interesting. It's very surprising uh, when you go there to realize that uh, all the food that you can go there and eat is uh, actually rescued food, like mm-hmm. leftovers or things that are going to be wasted because you really go there for a banquet. <laughs> it's uh, So El is getting paid for a reason. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, we have been there uh, a few times now, like since I got to know about it, and uh, it's really good. And uh, I mean... You would wonder also, like, okay, why do you make this effort in trying to have uh, a wasted food uh, into use again? So, yeah, uh, I said that um, the food waste is uh, a very important issue. And uh, the thing is that nowadays we are actually wasting up to 40% of the food produced uh, in these, uh, let's say, so-called rich countries. And it actually is coming from uh, households and uh, from the from the uh, last uh, part of the supply chain and the service, the restaurants. So there's a lot we can do about this. These are data from the IPCC. It's 
all this info is backed up, so don't okay. worry. <laughs> IPCC stands for Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change. Okay. So there are all these people saying that we have to stay under uh, 1.5 degrees and so on. So they people who know a lot about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also you want to know some more numbers. Uh, in Europe, we're wasting 95 kilos per person uh, a year. Uh, you can compare this to North America and Oceania. That is 115 kilos. Food-based. Uh, oh, food-based, yeah, yeah. Per person per per year. Uh, while other other countries, the Sub-Saharan African, they six kilos. So mm-hmm. we are wasting quite much more than them. Quite a lot. Yeah. And then if you want to compare something like Sweden, for example, how much do they do? Uh, it's 212 kilos uh, per person a year. So we Spanish, we actually waste less. It's 135 <laughs> kilos. And you, Donatas, in Lithuania, Lithuania, a bit less even, 119. Yeah. So just someday to have an idea of where we are. Uh, we waste uh, a lot of cereals, veg, fruits, uh, tubers, meat, seafood. And the thing is, uh, in the case of uh, meat, maybe it's uh, not the the food that we waste the most, but this w- is within those that actually have a higher contribution to, to climate change. So we may waste less, but it has a higher share of mm-hmm. the issue. Uh, does this sound new to you? Or? Uh, well, the exact uh, data is... Uh of course, uh, uh, new, but the general idea of like the general levels is uh, something I'm familiar with. Okay, so and it's not surprising. No, it's not surprising. And uh, uh, actually, I learn a lot uh, from uh, like what I said when I when I'm uh, at the store going through uh, what we're gonna use. I can see some products that are packaged badly, perhaps or that are stocked by the stores because they want to have a full range of exotic fruits, even though they know that they won't sell much of it. Uh, So I think a lot of this waste is not just about food as something you eat, but as about, it's about food consumption as a consumption of goods and a consumption of lifestyle and going into a shop as an experience where you're supposed to feel like you can you have the world at your fingertips and you can buy anything even though you're going to buy the, the same three things every week uh so a lot of it is about the like the general uh idea of the consumer in today's so consumer oriented society mm-hmm. uh and it's really hard with easy tips which i will get to some easy tips for you yeah, uh, to use but it's it's really hard for for those tips to make uh, a satisfying difference in a in a system that's sort of set up to waste a lot of food mm-hmm. i guess it's a matter to also set the priorities uh, right no? like maybe people need to first of all be aware of the issue and give it the more importance that just this experience that you talk about. Yeah. yeah. P- people are actually not aware of this connection of the the food with the with the impact in the in the climate and so on. Maybe you you have heard uh, that uh, almost uh, a quarter of the of the greenhouse gases emissions are coming from agriculture and uh, forest land use. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. It, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's mostly agriculture and deforestation related to that. Okay, so now we know that there is an issue that we have to solve and uh, we need some tips uh, to fix this. Research from the IPCC say that uh, 
reduction of waste is uh, the most efficient method uh, after diet optimization to reduce the impact in the climate change. So what tips would you suggest us to reduce our food waste? Uh, I think you have to, or you can approach it from a few different ways. Like food waste is actually a, a sum of a lot of different processes that all lead to f uh, edible stuff ending up in the wastebasket. So, for instance, it might be buying, like you're, if you stop buying products that you know have a tendency to go bad or have a tendency to perhaps be uh, like avocados. <laughs> like when you buy five of them, you get home and you immediately have to throw away three of them. So yeah, maybe maybe just shy away from food like that or like fresh salad you buy it you use two leaves and then you forget about it and then it's bad maybe buy something more durable instead like uh, kale or uh, uh, some sort of cabbage that you can slice with a uh, like slice really thinly and make a salad out of that and it's also about learning to use the whole vegetable or the whole animal if you buy Half a lamb, perhaps. I don't know what you, what you're about. No, wait. This is a vegan show. So well, it's one and a half. One and a half vegan. Okay, but <laughs> but uh, like finding ways to use uh, more uh, and use the stuff that maybe even the recipes say to throw stuff away. Like when you buy leeks to make a leek uh, a soup with leeks in it, the recipe says use only the white bit and throw the green bit away, and then it says buy some chives and 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 garnish with chives uh, but if you chop up the green bits of a leek really really finely it's basically chives mm -hmm. uh, and you get way more than than you need to garnish the soup and you can put the rest in your freezer so it's not just about like the, i think the most obvious thing is uh, that people think of when they think food waste is uh, you find something in your fridge and you're like, darn, this has gone bad. I have to throw it away. Uh, but there's a lot of different um, steps uh, or like different uh, 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 things to it. Uh, so it's like learning to use uh, what you buy more eff efficiently, uh, buying things that are efficient from a consumer standpoint, learning to use your fridge uh, or your freezer more. Yeah. Optimizing your freezer and mm -hmm. drying things uh, uh, in room temperature is also a good idea if you have a lot of herbs uh, and pickling stuff. And, and, yeah, uh, fermented food. Yeah, fermented food. And uh, also having a few go-to recipes with a lot of spices in them that can sort of swallow any vegetables that you don't have a use for. Like if you if you clean out your fridge and you find a bunch of sad looking vegetables that they they aren't moldy but they will be in a few days uh just you make a heavily spiced uh, maybe a lentil stew or something like that with a lot of spices and chop up everything really finely and boil it into oblivion and then blend it <laughs> with an immersion blender and uh it's uh, it's good yeah, take a uh, chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you can make a lot of it and, and, and freeze it uh, in portions. Uh, you can make your own stocks. That was actually what got me into cooking, uh -huh. that I figured out that you can make your own vegetable stocks and make it make them a lot richer and a lot more complex 
to make your own sauces and soups later on. Never thought about doing that actually. Yeah, always so buy them. By yeah, made. yeah, but it's like a different, completely different product. I'm actually that into making stocks that when my parents had eaten a, a whole roasted chicken and they were like, ah, oh, we're going to throw away the bones. I was like, okay, I'm going to make a great sacrifice. Even though I think it's di- disgusting, I'm going to make a chicken stock out of the bones. <laughs> Actually, my, my grandmother often uses uh, the bones from uh, from the meat uh, to make soups and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's a total game changer, according to my parents, uh, when they have used this uh, chicken stock to make uh, chicken sauces and stuff like that. It's really, you can't compare it to the store-bought stuff. Uh, and a lot of this is just, used to be just common sense. Uh it used it used to be just like the way you 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 did stuff, and a lot of the short shortcuts that we have started taking and that have been opened up for us are shortcuts that cut across uh, uh, things that shouldn't be stepped on. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. Like going back to what used to make sense, yeah. you can find that it still makes sense. It's just that the world doesn't make sense anymore. So the senseless <laughs> things are. Uh, considered practical and time savers and a lot of it is I guess also connected to how our lives have been restructured and how we're it's not just people being stupid nowadays and being smarter uh, earlier it's it's not that easy but a lot of the old like wisdoms about how to preserve food and use food efficiently uh, still hold water I think yeah Yeah. Totally, yeah. I mean, especially in those countries where there's so much of development and technology and so on, we tend to forget what's from the past and yeah. things that were working. And now we will get richer and then we don't mind um, as much mm. uh, about the leftovers. But before, our grandparents, they knew how to use everything. Yeah, and yeah. I think one thing that's a really good, uh, yeah, uh, you cooperating more and cooking more together is a good way of reducing food waste uh, in general. Like, avoiding cooking just for yourself mm. uh one question we're having is uh so when you are to you take a food that has expired and theoretically or you think it's it's already it's not supposed to be good uh how do you know like it's actually good or it's not toxic or something well, that's a good question because i think you have to uh, really be serious about food safety as well, you can't just throw that overboard uh, when you work with uh, rescue food. So I sort of I make a rough uh, 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 categorization into stuff that can be served uh, uh, uncooked and stuff that better be cooked. So, like if I get a lot of uh, uh, bell peppers, I might say that okay, these ones look really fresh, uh, so we're gonna use them for the salad, and these these ones are looking a bit wrinkly, and we'll use them for for the stew and like some but you sort of learn as you go along like carrots can look really dark and and ugly but if you just peel them they look uh, they're a bit harder to peel normally but but uh, uh, and they're they might be soft but then again if they're soft they might even be better in a stew uh, even though they're not crispy for a salad so a lot of the stuff that i get is actually at its peak flavor like a lot of the fruit is sold unripe because you're supposed to forget about it for five days and then you find it and then you eat it and it's still good. So I get a lot of fruit that's actually really, really mm-hmm. nice and soft and, and sweet. 
So uh, if you're unsure, but it doesn't smell bad, you can always put it in a stew or in a soup or something like that. And it's really hard for it to be uh, bad for you. Uh, it can contain toxins that won't go away if it's been a if there's been a lot of mold activity and bacterial activity that has produced toxins, uh, and those toxins aren't alive, so they won't die when you cook it. But it's re actually really hard uh, if you heat your food properly to get sick from not obviously moldy food, just from the toxins. Yeah, so don't be so scared, guys. Yeah. Wash the food, if you're unsure, cook the food at high temperatures. And the food that looks good in a commercial or like on a photograph uh, often doesn't taste the best. Often it's the wrink like the wrinkly bell peppers have more flavor. The uh, slightly soft root vegetables might be more flavorful. So, um, and that's actually a good reason to keep uh, you're cooking uh, vegetarian when you work with rescue food because the risks are much less severe uh, so you can experiment, experiment uh, a bit more without uh, risking your own health okay, okay wonderful give it a try Timmy change of the week okay really quickly the change of the week we do every episode so what you can change this week is try to aim for buying uh, vegetables that are root vegetables like potatoes, carrots, or things like this, because they actually don't need uh, greenhouses to grow. They, they have a longer shelf life. Uh, they often have uh, better nutrients, and uh, they often are really cheap. And also, they have a high weight uh, per volume, so also you can be more efficient when it's about transportation. Yeah, I think very easily implementable change. Yes. All right. It was very nice having you, Al. Yeah, nice yes. being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. We had an episode filled with uh, tips and tricks, how to save food, how to how to reduce our waste, because I think we could all do better. Implement. Okay. And uh, if people want to find you, how can they find you, Al? Uh, how can they find me? Uh, I live in Cotodala. Should I give my address? <laughs> no. uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, if you write Heij, that's H-E-J, uh, at ressursrestaurangen.se uh, you will reach my boss uh, he's called Paul uh, and he will forward the email to me okay yeah. we'll put these contact details on uh, uh, the website in the in the blog and so on mm -hmm. and then uh, yeah the 20th yes so really soon next Monday yeah. there will be a great event in Folshock right yes first and it's uh, first come first serve I can't guarantee there will be more than a hundred uh, portions which will still be a stretch so be there early if you if you want to be sure that there's food for you okay we have a plan for Monday yeah so then yeah contact us uh, in K103 on the Facebook page one half vegan thank you very much for listening to us thank you all again for being here today till next time yes bye 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 <laughs>